podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness. Songs that made the scenes. true you literally sing from your pelvic wall mm. oh damn maybe that's what she said yeah <laughs> or, or from your butt cheeks yeah. sing from your glutes <laughs> no she did say maybe glutes. she simplified it for me she's like just tighten your butt dad when you're yeah. trying to sing that certain part i was like all right i know that pelvic wall i don't do i oh have that well, yeah <laughs> is that gender specific yeah i don't know, yeah. Hey, I don't know. all right it's the way i learned Hey, welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence right now, today. My name Mm -hmm. is Will, and joining me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Kat. Hello there. And now filling in for Ray, who'll be back next week. We haven't fired him. He hasn't quit. (laughs) No, he threatens to. Is our mm-hmm. friend and former guest, Queen V. Hey, Veronica. Hey, hey. I love you guys. Call me Veronica. Yeah. Oh, oh we can yes. do that. Okay. We got permission. No, you may. Oh. You may. V or Veronica, just nothing in between. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll- only because. Only because we're old friends. I, I was just saying, yeah, maybe we're grandfathered awesome. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, on today's show, we're going to be discussing songs. And this was a suggestion by Veronica. This is a great suggestion. We'll be mm-hmm. suge- discussing songs that made the scenes in 1980s films. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about, you know, John Williams score or, or you know, uh, Craig Saffin. Those are great. And they truly make those scenes. Those are, that's easy, of course. But we're talking about the pop songs that ultimately made it on soundtracks or on the radio, mm-hmm. et cetera. And but mm-hmm. for these musical contributions, the eh, scene would be different or maybe it'd fall flat, right? Mm-hmm. Is that that what you're thinking? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. And, you know, as a songwriter, I always sort of envisioned that scene probably because I was brainwashed watching all these movies in the mm-hmm. 80s. <laughs> but I always envisioned like that moment and, you know, when the song gives that, you know, extra something to just, emotionally carry you through. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for wanting to talk about it. Yeah, no, a- <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're more than happy. <laughs> Anytime. Um, and thank you to the many folks who sent in their suggestions. Cause we actually posted on, on, on the social media for folks to suggest a song that they believe made the scene. And we got a bunch of those. We'll be sharing those later. Hey, a quick announcement. Let's see if I have a button here. <laughs> hey, this Thursday, February 10th, at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be conducting a test of our new 1980s trivia platform. Okay, so we've talked about this a couple of times already. We're going to be doing 1980s trivia in connection with our network sponsor, uh, The 80s Ruled. Everyone can, anyone who's in the comments, this is a pretty cool thing about it. Anybody in the comments can actually compete. So you'll type in a answer off of a multiple choice thing. The computer will tally who wins and the score and all that, and somebody will win a prize. We're going to test it out on our page, 1980s Now on Facebook this Thursday, February 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please join us. We'll give you a prize. I, I don't know what it'll be. It'll be a short version of the game just to make sure we understand how to use it before we go mm-hmm. up. Make it to the big time. How would you fare at uh, 1980s Trivia, V? Uh, probably okay. Yeah. Probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd be happy to play along. Hey. <laughs> give it a whirl. <laughs> I feel like I have the knowledge, but you put me in a trivia circum situation and suddenly it's like, it's not accessible. You know, it's yeah. just, I don't know if it's yeah. the pressure. Mm-hmm. I need multiple choice. Yeah. Well, hey, for, because of the software, we, we, that's what it's going to be. It's easier to do All it right. that way, right? Yeah, Sweet. we can give it a whirl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, once again, it's time to 
Thank you for your cooperation. This is all, you know, I, we appreciate you joining us for the whole show. This is our, you know, the, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, not bookkeeping. What is it when you have to do like business kind of stuff? Housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. housekeeping. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. We call it housekeeping when it's business related. Hmm. Hey guys, thank you. Thank you for letting me, you know, come on the show, but also stay here the whole time. This is yep. super fun. Oh. Great, great to be with you guys. I'm so glad you have the time to do that. It's so cool um, to have you here. <laughs> we want to uh, point out, so we got a new review on Apple Podcasts. They wrote a rad slice of heaven, really fun pod for all fans of the 1980s. The hosts give a rundown of 80s related news and then dive into something very cool for fans of the best pop culture decade in the history. Five stars. Thank you so wow. much. Hey, hey you wow. want to give us a review to head over to Apple. It actually helps people find us because, you know. How the, mm -hmm. the uh, artificial intelligence uh, overlords keep us sort of uh, <laughs> everybody in check to these different things. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Hey, let's get caught up on 1980s news. And now you get to hear my MTV ripoff here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That little thing there. <laughs> All right. It's well done. The 1980s now theme in it. 1980s now. That's what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> oh, whatever. I could talk. I, to, I feel like I could talk. What guy can yeah, I, did, I didn't imagine the words to you the music until See, you just exactly. did it right now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know if, if Veronica uses these kind of, well, you're not writing jingles exactly. So when I, oh, maybe you, you know, <laughs> we, we can give it a word. We, we can try it. Yeah. <laughs> 1980s now. Oh my God. That's so, that's it. It's recorded. <laughs> Great ear that you remembered the pitch and everything. Fantastic. <laughs> Hey, in 1980s She's got news, some skills. It's what, it's, yeah. it's what I do. <laughs> it is your business. Yeah, that's true. Hey, per, per, per variety, uh, this week in 1980s news, Dave Grohl pens new Fraggle Rock theme song because why not? Now, the headline says that it's actually not the theme for Fraggle Rock, but we could talk about that. But Fraggle Rock is back after 35 years. The 13-episode series Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock premiered on Friday and follows the 2020 movie reboot Fraggle Rock Rock On. Were you guys fans of Fraggle Rock? I was absolutely. Yep. 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 Me too. And I used to try to say it as fast as I could, as fast as they, they did the, whoa, 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 wait, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I can't do it now. What are you Go talking about? Go Wembley Boober Red. Yeah. Oh, yay. That part. Yes, right. <laughs> False starts there. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because once again, it's time to play Down at Fraggle Rock. So, what? You just said you could do this thing with the names. You know, now that we're on board and know what you're talking about, here is your chance mm -hmm. to shine. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. See if you can still do it. <laughs> Gobo Moki Wembley Barrette. Yay. Oh, yeah, that was it. You got it. Oh, there you go. Very good. Okay. Yeah, hey. cat. Yeah, cat. <laughs> oh, cat's always well to do these things. She's amazing. All right. So uh, back to Dave Grohl. So what do you think about uh, Dave Grohl uh, taking a shot at uh, Fraggle Rock? Super cool. I mean, what a great, you know, tie in for Dave to do this. Um, and, yes. and the food is so good. So good. So fun. Such I great like energy. It's in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And as I said, why not? Yeah. You know? And uh, so as the show debuted on Apple uh, TV Plus, the Foo Fighters released their Fraggle Rock Rock, a song inspired by the original theme song. And I've got a little clip of it here to play for everybody. It's <laughs> my favorite part. 
yes. got a flip flop <laughs> skippity hop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since, I think since Veronica's here, I could see these kinds of things. I think it's just a straight up rock song, you know, your one, four, five progression, but you know, they put their own little twist on it. And I don't know. Did that mean yeah. anything? Uh, it did. Oh, it okay, did. Cool. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> right, well, I had no idea you were so musical. Oh, Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should hear him talk about what is it, Dorian and Lydian oh. or Mixolydian and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a Superman villain, Mixolydian. <laughs> so I was curious. No, uh, yeah, yeah. no, I was just gonna say the um I I feel like their take on it is really old school, yeah. but so is Fraggle Rock, you know, but yeah. it still sounds super fresh and could be anything. I mean, it's something that like a five-year-old would totally get into. So yes. Um, yes. I'm st- maybe that's because I still feel like I'm five and still rocking out that way. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And Dave does too. If you read his book, he, he talks about that. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, speaking about that and being young and feeling youthful, I was curious when the show, how old I was when the show ran. Cause I was a big fan and I was thinking about this mm-hmm. new show. I'm going to check it out. Cause I'm a fan. And I thought maybe my daughter would like it, but she's 11. And then I was thinking, She's probably too old for puppets and stuff. Well, the show mm-hmm. ran from January of 83 to March of 87. So I was uh, at least 12 years old when it ran. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an event in my house. Oh, like wow. with my aunt and uncle came over. It was, we were really into the oh, Muppets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was a thing. Yeah. Because you were the ones that had HBO then. That's probably what it was. Yes, <laughs> we oh, did. That's right. That's but right. But now I don't have Apple Plus, so I can't see it. Oh, no. Well, mm. Unless I get Apple Plus, I guess. <laughs> Um, of, of the, uh, in addition to Foo Fighters, you're also going to hear from a number of other artists, including Patti LaBelle and uh, Hamilton breakout star David Diggs. Um, regarding the Foo Fighters, they, um, they'll be, let's see, they're set to go on stadium tour this year and will perform at several major festivals. Look for the Foo Fighters. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, hey, in other 1980s news, her variety, Spider-Man No Way Home blew up De La Soul's The Magic Number. So why isn't the song on streaming services? Have either of you guys seen Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm hoping to tonight. Okay. Oh. I have not seen it yet. Okay. <laughs> Same. Okay. Snowden, not much to do. We'll watch right. Spider-Man. Well, yes. <laughs> I have seen it and I'm not going to spoil the film at all. I'll just say mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed the film, but I was super excited to hear this song at the end credits because I'm a huge De La Soul fan. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, De La Soul is kind of that thing. And I think in part, maybe because it's not available for streaming it feels like it's this kind of, I don't know, underground thing, you know, where it was huge in 89 when it came out, it's groundbreaking mm-hmm. this, the, the album that came out, uh, mm-hmm. uh, three, three feet and, and rising. But now because you can't get it, maybe the new kids aren't as, you know, I don't know, what are the mm-hmm. words? Keen to the, that sounds sure. familiar <laughs> with, familiar with, thank you. I'm trying to sound Tuned hip. In. Get a rock musician on, I try to sound hip, uh, familiar with, uh, it. Um, so it was very exciting to hear it, but yeah, it's not available. Um, and it hasn't been. And, and part of the reason why, or the main reason you might be able to guess is the samples. I guess you yeah. wouldn't guess if you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And we spoke to professor KJ Green, Kat and I did, uh, mm-hmm. it was August of last year about the, how sampling law, the copyright law essentially, you know, eviscerated hip hop. And from the 1980s, it's just so different now. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that album. Love that album. Actually, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. So I know. So I, and I still have the CD 
Yeah. So Ooh. I feel I feel like, like you're like super, they super talked hip. about in the article. Yeah, you yep. you can hold yours up. And exactly. Say, yeah. Exactly. I just I don't have anywhere to play the CD right oh. now, but I still have it. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because I guess I didn't. I, I was look, I wasn't prescient in the sense that I knew that they were going to do away with CD drives at some point in the future. But I have the CD, and back in 2009, I think when I got my first MacBook, I ripped it so I could have it on my iPod Shuffle or whatever it was whatever we had then. And so yeah. I still have it digitally on. Oh, I never thought oh, it'd be so, amazing. you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, fortunate to, or the need to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the record label that owns the music now, which is Reservoir Music, they acquired the catalog from Tommy Boy uh, just last year in some hundred million dollar deal, have keep promising that it's coming soon. In fact, uh, most recently, or August of last year, they said it'll be out in November and we still haven't seen it. Um, in 2019, the group told the host of Sway in the Morning, Sway, that they never received more than pennies on their recorded music and instead have earned their living from touring and merchandise. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Our understanding, our layperson's understanding, uh, V, is that most bands do make money, more or more money off the touring and the merchandise they sell at those shows. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially now that, you know, music has gone digital and there's yeah. mm -hmm. streaming, which is you know, fractions of pennies collection. I mean, it's, you know, the, yeah. the whole math behind it has changed. Um, but man, if De La Soul is out on tour, I'm yeah. there. Oh my gosh. I'm there. So I'm there. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Take all my money. <laughs> I, I wow. was along those lines. I was sad to read that. They said, even if it were to stream, they would, according to their contract, they'd only get 10% of the money and 90% would go to the record company. <laughs> wow. Mm, yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. I, yeah. I don't really can't speak to their situation, but, uh, mm -hmm. get the music out. That's what you yeah. got to do one way yeah. or the other. It, it yeah, was, so. it came out during that wild west era, you know, time of the of, of copyright law where folks didn't really understand it. It was dictated a lot by rumors. You know, mm -hmm. we thought if you only have two seconds, that's okay. Or two measures, that's fine. Four notes. Turns right. out none of that was true. No. Uh, and we don't know what Tommy Boy thought. Uh, the, the group does talk, think that Tommy Boy probably just had a bunch of handshake deals with these different uh, artists. And hmm. ultimately that wasn't enough. Oh. And wasn't I think- you know, I think the professor talked about this, you know, the laws change or they started reinforcing them when these companies realized we can make money, hip hop sticking around. We got to right. sue all these bands that took our music. Do you, re do you remember a time when hip hop was not a category at the Grammys and it was this big deal? It wasn't even like recognized. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's evolved quite a bit, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it is funny how mm -hmm. I remember, you know, my parents who uh, saying, you know, being among the other folks that were, you know, the older folks at the time when we were young saying, hip hop's, it's a fad, it's not going to be here. But mom, didn't they say that about rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my here. gosh. What I love is, yep. um, and I, I didn't realize it until today. I wasn't, well, I was not in tune with De La Soul at the time back in the eighties, but, um, I found a, a way to listen to it. And I thought, gosh, this, this is like schoolhouse rock. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, and that was amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus yeah. that album is so great yeah. with all the, like the little skits and like, you know, tidbits in between right. super, super creative. I mean, yeah. oh, come on, Will, you, 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 you have to, I know exactly. <laughs> um, wow. I know you had on your answer machine. Hey, <laughs> How you doing? Sorry, I can't get through. Why don't you leave your name and your number? Come on, Will. Yeah, finish oh, okay. it out. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You got me. When was you that? Know, and I'll get back to you. You. Yeah. <laughs> you know that was one of their songs. So you remind me. Ring, I ring, ring. There was a whole thing. I don't know if you guys did this. I, maybe this is why you're saying it. 
Uh, we had these answering machines that were separate. They had a cassette tape. Oh my God, you're right. I would make little mixes of things, <laughs> clips of music, and I would mm-hmm. cut in cartoon drops from like, you know, Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> oh my and me, Oh my God, on my answering wow. machine. Oh mm-hmm. So, okay. So, hey, another 1980s news, also from Variety, The weekend. You know, at first I got to pause here. I, I go on, I'm sorry, Veronica. I don't know how you feel about this, but can't the new people always spell words right? Why does the weekend have to leave one of the vowels out? What are we teaching our kids? It's an economy of letters. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ariana Economizing Grande, letters. we've talked about this before, like her songs, like Prince would have numbers and just a letter. And uh, yeah, oh, right. Why are we teaching our children? Okay. Anyway, but the weekend who we're a fan of, in spite of that, in spite of his economical use of uh, consonants and vowels, doubles down on the 80s and even Michael Jackson on the upbeat Dawn FM. So uh, The Weeknd just released a, or recently released a new album, Dawn FM, uh, which is very different than his previous sound. He's always sort of played with light and darkness per, per variety. But in light of the pandemic, when he was starting to, to write new music, uh, the darkness was overtaking us. And, you know, the true horrors of uh, the pandemic were starting to be realized. And so uh, the weekend told journalists that he, quote, I'm sorry, that the music he was writing during that period of time was, quote, too dark and way too sad, end quote. So he created one that is, quote, more fantasy and more of an escape, end quote. The result is this new album, which is uh, the most upbeat album he's ever made. And the kind of the conceit of is, is, is as he explains it, is that you're, it's like being in a tunnel in gridlock. So I picture the, you know, V's out in uh, Manhattan. Yeah. You got your Lincoln Tunnel, your Holland Tunnel there. We've all had this experience. You're stuck in traffic. You're looking for that light to be start poking. You see some of the sunlight like on the wall there first before you make that turn. I don't know which mm-hmm. direction you're heading at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he said that's sort of the concept of it. We're in this dark, just heading towards the light. And there's a DJ who's guiding us along the way. So uh, as a result, we've got a lot of songs that sound 80s-ish, which even though we had a lot of darkness in the 80s, Mm-hmm. It was a lot of bright songs that were sort of in oh, contrast yes. to that, right? Absolutely. It was both. So mm-hmm. so I just did a deep dive into that album. Yeah. To his album. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. at your be at your suggestion, since we were going to mm-hmm. talk about this. Um, and it's fantastic. Mm. It's I, I think it's really great. Um it's again like that De La Soul album with like little tidbits in between. You hear right. a DJ, there's mm-hmm. a Quincy Jones um segment where he like talks about right. his upbringing and his relationship with women, you know, t- towards women and which is a great way to have you know someone like Quincy Jones involved in the album without this pressure of making, you know, a song together right. or having it like perform. Mm-hmm. Um there's just there's a lot of cool little tidbits on there and one of my personal favorites was hearing what sounds like a DJ, right? Mm. You're, you're yeah. listening to 103.5 Dawn FM, which right. I loved growing up listening to WNEW and PLJ and, you know, those mm-hmm. great, you know, kind of rock stations mm-hmm. and someone mm-hmm. actually talking to you and actually picking the music. It's right. pretty, right. pretty <laughs> I, influential. I never thought about that part of it. Yeah, I checked out the album too, but you're right. I, gosh. Yeah, we've talked about on the show, like timing recording songs that you love because you hear the DJs about, hey, we're going to play whatever. Okay, I'm yes. ready. And here it is. And you got to try to cut around them and With that moment, pause yes. it. Get, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, spent a lot of time in front of my <laughs> my tape deck recording songs off the radio. Yeah. Totally. And you do have like uh, like Sirius on Sirius XM. They play, they have channels like the 80s channel and they have, even they have some of the original, you know, VJs, MTV VJs mm-hmm. on there, including Nina Blackwood, who we spoke to a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Sort of, introducing the songs, but there is a different vibe to that. I don't know what that is. Um, and maybe it's cause you can kind of skip through that stuff too now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's live, but it's yeah. not live. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but at yeah. least they have DJs still, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. on some of the stations who actually yes. talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just you know just rotating library of songs happening. So maybe that's it. It feels more personal. It, it feels like just one one more connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to the music and curated. Connection. It feels like someone considered yeah. what you might want to hear. What you might want to hear next. Right. You know, mm-hmm. more than I just. No, you go, you go. Oh, no, (laughs) no, I want to hear what you're I was just going to say, I didn't listen to this whole album by the weekend, but I did listen to one song and it had that, the DJ on there Mm -hmm. and uh, I loved it, but you go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you're right. Um, When something feels more curated, more personal, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not just this algorithm. It's not just some machine, you know, cranking it out, if you will. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it. I also thought... um, some of the songs, as you said, like had this lightness to it, which we'll talk about, you know, when we talk about the uh, songs oh. from the movies and everything, but it's okay. <laughs> very melodic. Maybe it's also because I just did this deep dive into Janet Jackson videos yesterday from the oh. 80s, oh. which is a whole other thing. <laughs> oh. You are deep diving <laughs> left and right, I, Veronica. You know, a whole show on that. Oh, yeah. Snowmageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff gets done. Not or, much or not. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Michael Jackson per variety, the middle section of Sacrifice, the track Sacrifice, has a passage that sounds so much like Jackson it could stop conversations. I don't know that I captured that section necessarily, but I do have a little bit of Sacrifice here because I think it, you, you can't help but uh, sort of make comparisons. I hold you through the toughest parts when you feel like it's the end Cause life is still worth living Yeah, this life is still worth living I can break you down and pick you up and fuck like we are friends But don't you know, I am all about the light. I, maybe there's something, uh, let's say there's, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I've had enough therapy to know that. Um, <laughs> but I know what, as a kid, and even today, I tend to avoid darker songs. And I, look, we listen mm-hmm. to stuff that we want to inspire or trigger, like we're going to talk about with these films. Mm-hmm. The, um, an emotion within us that we that's desirable. And for me, there were moments where it's like a girl doesn't like me. So I put on a ELO telephone line, you know, and it's something like that. You want to, uh, you know, sort of exercise that, uh, you know, emotion maybe, you know, it's cathartic. Mm-hmm. But otherwise I'm going towards lighter songs. So most of the weekend's prior mm-hmm. stuff, I'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. of, but this album, yeah, I really not e- Not even Blinding Lights? Blinding you don't even light. like Blinding Lights? Oh, no, I, no, I like it. The, yeah, the most played song ever? It's fine. I, <laughs> I it's fine. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say my band, we covered it at my last show. Oh, you did? And oh, it sounds, and yeah. now it sounds like sort of like an eighties dance rock song. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll play it again. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure. That's the version we need. Yeah. Yes. yeah I, I'll, I'll make sure you get that. That's and, great that you're fixing people's songs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Well, hopefully we're not screwing him up. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite, yeah. Okay, hey, that was 1980s news, and I've got a sound here somewhere. 1980s now. Yeah. See, oh gosh, perfect. <laughs> now you can't. Now you'll hear it every time, Cat. Right? I mean, well, probably because I'm just gonna dub Veronica and singing it every time. Um, hey, if you like this show, and why not? Uh, Queen V is here. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Facebook. Do any of those things that help our overlords uh, help other folks uh, find it. Okay, as we mentioned on today's show, we're going to be talking about the songs in 1980s films that made the scene. And again, we're not talking about John Williams, Craig Saffin, Harold Faltermeyer, although I love Harold Faltermeyer, uh, Wendy Carlos. Uh, uh, but we're talking about actual songs 
pop songs mostly, right? Rock songs, songs with lyrics, songs that made it on the radio, songs that were on the soundtracks. Most of them, many of them charted, I'm guessing, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and again, but for this song, the scene would be different. It'd be kind of flat. It would be, I don't know, it might not have, you know, uh, what, been as emotional or uh, whatever, whatever they were going for. Mm-hmm. Veronica looks suddenly really nervous or excited. Excited. <laughs> I'm both. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go okay. first or you want to I'll wait? I'll rein it in. I, I, I'm happy to wait. because we can I just take s- turns giving stuff here. I have so many. I, yeah. I would almost like for you guys to go first. Okay. Well, well you know what? See if we have any of the same. Yeah, we might. I'm now, sure we do. I have long, a tiny list though. You do? Well, yeah, we, we all have like a handful. And look, if there's if we get through these, then we'll, look, there's time for, we'll just let Veronica take over and she'll do the rest of the list. That's just it. I didn't make a big list because I knew she had tons. Yeah. I, I, I dialed it back. I promise I dialed it back, Will. There's so many possibilities, right? That yeah. for me, it became this thing of, uh, almost like poker or something. I'm like, well, which what might Veronica put or Cat put? I don't want to put that. Or what is uh, like too obvious? I, I don't know. And, you know. and I found myself trying to be creative. And then ultimately I just went with what I felt like. Mm-hmm. When I see that moment, I love hearing that song at the same time I see that scene. Mm-hmm. And be that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yep. So Cat, you or I are going to be brave here. Um, <laughs> see. I'm going to try to give mine in a way that's, you know, I'll, I'll give this one. This one, this one is, this mm-hmm. is more of my, as we, we've talked behind the scenes here, low-hanging fruit, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll tell you guys something. As a coincidence, all of my movies are from the greatest year for film. And you may not know this, Veronica, but 1984 was the greatest mm-hmm. year for film in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about uh, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop, Karate mm-hmm. Kid, ton, like literally two dozen blockbuster films came out in that year more than any mm. other years of the anyway so speaking of that my first choice is you're the best by joe esposito and uh, <laughs> bill conti which is the song featured <laughs> during the uh, oh good i'm glad i'm stumping no i know me. what it is oh, okay. i know what it is oh, all right. you're the best yes there's gonna be a lot of singing on the show and, and uh, 66% of it's gonna be bad that's Kat and I I'm sorry Kat no, I dragged the you the worst will that. be me with my no, voice right now yeah um, but of course this song is uh, it's uh, oh it, it was written by Bill Conti and I want to point out it was also by I hope I'm saying her name right Allie Willis and there's a reason why later but this is a song that's played during the All Valley t- tournament the championship montage which is nearing the end of the film when we see Daniel LaRusso fighting his way up to be the you know, un- unlikely uh, champion of this. The crane. So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which may be an illegal <laughs> kick depending upon who you talk to. <laughs> um, but I think I have a little bit, look, now having done sound design and composition, you know, years ago, I, I'm sort of more pay attention to these things. I wish they cut the song a little bit differently because they start mm-hmm. singing a little sooner, but there's something about the buildup of that song connection with that, that takes a montage that would otherwise be, and we've seen this in tons of eighties films, montage of people fighting through a tournament or something. There's lots of them. They're boring pretty quickly. Um, you know, but for, I guess you're waiting to see the outcome, which is usually pretty predictable, but there's something about this song connection with it that just makes it, uh, that extra mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. and exciting. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that there had been some criticism over the years of the song because there's a line in it where, uh, Joe Esposito sings history repeats itself. And apparently folks were like, wait a second, this is the first time Daniel's ever been in the tournament. That makes no sense. And uh, Esposito called into the Adam Carolla show in 2008 to clarify that the song was originally written for Rocky three. And that's why, oh. mm-hmm. but uh, okay. I, the tiger replaced it. 
And it was also turned down for Flashdance in, in uh, favor of My- Maniac by Michael Cimbello. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. there you go. Well, maybe maybe the history repeating itself was Mr. Miyagi, oh. you know, like passing yeah. it on. It could be interpreted mm. that way, maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. Am I reaching? No. Are we reaching? Uh, that never <laughs> yeah, struck me as odd. I always <laughs> thought of it actually was that the idea, and look, I was a kid seeing it, so far, this is what first in my mind was, the idea that the tournament was there predated Daniel. And the history repeating itself was really mm-hmm. Johnny, who was just, you know, this guy who just won every time. Yes. And really, okay. Daniel was going to be the guy that upset history. I always took it mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who's that next? Works. Speaking of flash dance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. I love her audition scene with mm-hmm. um, the song What a Feeling, sung by Irene Cara. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and this was not from the greatest year of film, but the year before, 1983, mm-hmm. Last Dance came out. And um, yeah, I loved that scene. <laughs> Love that song. It was beautiful. Yeah. So you both just mentioned Flashdance, Maniac mm-hmm. and What a Feeling. Mm-hmm. And I also have that on my sheet. So, oh, awesome! I think, I think both of those songs in that film, that, that, Mm -hmm. that to me is like two really pivotal ones, which by the way, that film was shot Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you know that. Obviously Mm -hmm. she's a steel worker. So I did not know that, but yeah, yeah, it didn't click till years later for me. Like, oh, that's okay. Oh, Uh, and you remind me they use that song in the beginning. They open, mm -hmm. it opens with that song and Mm -hmm. then her audition is different as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like that song. I don't remember that. Huh. Like yep. the like yeah. The theme. She's biking. She's like mm-hmm. going across town. I didn't realize it was Pittsburgh. Now I do. Yeah, she's biking across town and she's going to her job and and they show a welder. It says Alex on her on the yeah. Hmm. She's a steel worker. Shield and yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. A boiler maker or whatever they call them. Yeah. Yeah. I always um, remember that uh, at the beginning you see some break dancers, which is included in New York uh, the Rocksteady crew, including Crazy Legs, mm. dancing there on the street. <laughs> Who later mm-hmm. on, this is the funniest thing to me, is later on is her double. If you remember part of her dance routine, she does some break breaking. Yes. That's yes. actually crazy legs. And if you watch oh. it now, it's clearly it goes from her very feminine dancer figure to this mm-hmm. like stocky man with a wig on. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. I did not know that. If you oh, watch it now, watch it stands out. But uh, yeah, crazy legs <laughs> appears twice in the film. Once as uh, the lead, so to speak. Wow. But, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I I almost yeah. included a mile list, but I didn't. Ultimately, was a similar scene was the end of uh, end of the film breaking where they have a similar thing where it's like, you know, I, I don't care. We're we're not gonna we're not for this. You know, the standards of this particular dance school. They had what in 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 a uh, flash dance. It was like a fake Carnegie Mellon type school. I can't mm-hmm. remember yes. what they called mm-hmm. it, but in mm-hmm. uh, breaking it's Juilliard, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like we're gonna you know we're gonna be out of the norm and do whatever we want and very you know, sort of rousing <laughs> song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome. All right, v, Good that's stuff. it. We made it All to All right. You. Okay. Woo. So my criteria for picking these songs were, first of all, the first five that came off the top of my head because okay. they were so mm-hmm. memorable. And, that's you know, seeing point. them as a, as a kid, you just mm-hmm. always remember like, oh, that scene and all that. Right. Um, but um, my other criteria was if I came across, so usually, <laughs> so I like to watch movies and I watch sometimes two or three at a time. Mm-hmm. And just sort of like channel surf back and forth, especially if they're like on some 
you know, channel with like commercials. Right. It's like, okay, commercial, go to the other one. So right. my, so the second part of my criteria, I thought I could put a lot of thought into this. Wow. Is, and honestly, this, yeah. this, the idea came up one of those nights where I was watching multiple movies. And if this, if the scene, if the scene with the song in it, if I had to watch that moment in the film, because mm. it raises mm-hmm. such an emotional mm-hmm. response. Right. So all that was being a no said, miss. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's cool. Okay, so the first one I have to say, Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. Ah. Two yeah. amazing songs in mm-hmm. the movie, which which totally did it for me. Number one, um, in the record shop, try a little tenderness when Ducky is lip syncing <laughs> and this whole thing. And if you wa- watch the ther- you know, um, you know, Molly Ringwald and um Iona, you know, their reaction to him. Amy Potts, and it's just yep. Amy Potts, yes. Yeah. Um yep. Yeah, Andy and Iona. So anyway, it is just I watched it again last night. It just it, they're like he's going nuts, mm. and they're anyway. It's it's this amazing scene, and then like mm-hmm. anyway. So that's one. But mm-hmm. then of course the ending scene. OMD! If you leave, mm-hmm. yes, and they walk into the prom and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. the scene I'm talking about? And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Andrew McCarthy like yes. looks terrible, and he tells James Spader like. F you, like go away, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a, you're a crappy person. And then tells her like, I love you always. And then walks out and, <laughs> you know, she runs to the parking lot and they kiss and mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's and, a couple different le- levels to that too. Like the, like with Ducky and, and, and the, you know, the Andrew McCarthy character, I, I forget his name in the, the movie, yeah. but um, yeah, a couple different levels going on there of the, if you leave. <laughs> mm. Exactly. And the other, the other thing about it is, and look, there's a lot of John Hughes movies. We could like look into the music and all that, but I specifically chose this one because he has new music and very vintage music, which was Mm -hmm. very much the vibe of Molly Ringwald's character, Andy, you know, in the movie. And that Mm -hmm. was very different at the time. You didn't really see like, you know, at least in like a big, you know, big production movie, you didn't see a lot of girls that were like shopping in vintage stores. It was kind of mm-hmm. this new, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sensibility, which I thought was really cool and just super well done. And so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that was a theme in the movie too. That was an important part of her character mm-hmm. to to have that um, a vintage feel, original. She she didn't, um, you know, she, she wasn't being like, you know, the, the, yeah, the other women who had to have whatever the latest fashion was and right. the cost, you know, <laughs> right. it was prohibitive, prohibitive for her, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway. You remind me of, well, a couple of things. One, I always just, I, you know, that scene of Bucky, I remember being that young and thinking, I want to aspire to be like, so, uh, you know, dance like nobody's watching kind of thing, you know, where you yes. just don't care. Like yeah. you're just so yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. aspirational. But you remind me also in the 80s, it was, and maybe this is a common thing today too, but certainly in the 80s, this many of the films featured, like you're saying, contemporary songs and then throwback songs. You know, I think about mm-hmm. like uh, Earth Angel and Karate Kid 2 stands out to me, which, you know, probably a lot of folks at our age, mm-hmm. that was one of their, you know, exposures to that song. Mm-hmm. Or Johnny Be Good and Back to the Future, you know, which is mm-hmm. another scene making song. Oh, yes. I don't want to steal anybody. I should stop no, talking. No. I don't want to take anything from anybody's <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> but that you could have power of love and that song in the same film. It is interesting how we did that back then. And mm-hmm. we were better for it because we had such a more, it seems like, you know, richer sort of, uh, you know, catalog of, of music in our mm-hmm. sort of, you know, right. Repertoires. Mm-hmm. Right. 
mm-hmm. which is why it's also really encouraging. Like we were talking about the weekend before, like going back to the eighties yeah. with the sound, like it's music is music, yeah, you know, whether it, no matter when it comes from, and it's just, it's nice when you can kind of blend the two together, you know, yeah, and just mm-hmm. keep that continuum going. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'll go next. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to pick mine in an order that's uh, hmm. Builds to something, but probably doesn't. It probably, I don't think it does. And it's harder when you're working with other folks. All right. Hey, there's my next one. Also 1984 film, Ghostbusters. This is Saving the Day. Now, this happens towards the end of the movie. It's a song from the Alessi brothers, uh, or Alessi as they refer. They're actually identical twin brothers, Billy and Bobby. The song was nominated for a Grammy Award. Uh, didn't believe they didn't. I believe they they didn't win. But it's the one saving the day, dun, 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 saving the day. I'm actually playing the keyboard on my desk. That was the that was thirty percent of the bad music you're going to hear. Wait, was that when like the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy came? It's before, right before that. So the you know the 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 mayor, I guess you know you're in trouble with the government at first, and then the mayor wants them to save the town. Right. Mm-hmm. They get back their equipment, they get in their uh, car, and they actually have a police escort now. And Bill Murray's character, Peter Venkman, says, you know, let's, let's run some reds. And they fire up the car, and you just hear this music start. Yes, 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 yes. I know exactly the song now. Yes, yes, yes. I can beat Bucks, too, just so you know. Oh, yeah. And then what I really liked about how they arranged that was, unlike the Karate Kid one is, they have a long instrumental part where we even get to any of the verses. And then finally, at pivotal moments, the verses kick in. You know, we get to the chorus. And it made sense. And I came across just on their own website, the Alessi brothers, someone wrote to them saying, Hey, there's parts of the music in the movie that aren't on the recording that, you know, that's available mm. to us commercially, mm-hmm. including some of the do doos they wrote, uh, <laughs> some guitar pickings and some horns. And, and they wrote back saying that the reason why is because they gave the music to Ivan Reitman who said, we love this song. But then he would say, Hey, can you, I need a 20 second piece with sort of just the opening groove of it sort of extended. And so they'd send it back. And so they were sort of working together to score this scene using their, you know, ultimately a pop song, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting because most of these songs like we're, we'll, we'll learn, I think are either songs someone had written and then some music supervisor said, Hey, let's put this in the movie. Or mm-hmm. like the case with like Kenny Loggins is what happened. They'd say, Hey, Kenny, we wrote this, mo- we made this movie and they'd send him the script or some part of it, and then he'd write a song, you know? But this was more of a sort of a, you know, a loop. They had sort of a production loop, which I thought was Pretty cool. Very cool. My next one, you'll be shocked to hear, is Hmm. another movie having to do with dancing. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's Footloose. Oh, Oh. Oh, so many choices, though. (laughs) Which one? I know, I know. My favorite Mm. one, I Mm. think. This, This was a little tough. But I really love, actually, we did this on our movie montage, I think, right? Okay. I think we did this in our uh, movie sure. montages episode. Um, Let's Hear It for the Boy. Oh, yes. Performed yes. by Dennis That's Williams. my favorite off the album, oh too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The song, of course, is is fabulous. But um, that that whole scene, that whole progression of, um, of his, you know, his teaching his buddy how to right. dance. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get the biggest kick out of it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and is he the boy then? And that let's hear for the boy. Is it, it's not That's Ren, in, it's uh, Chris uh, Penn's character. Yes. Which, right. Geez, what's his right. name? I always forget his name. Uh, all right, I should have looked it up. Um, but in my head, yes, it's yeah. all right. Let's hear it for this boy who's yeah. working hard yeah. Yeah. and learning how to uh, gain a new skill. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that soundtrack is just incredible. Yeah. Like yes. if you, if you really yes. dig it, dig into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost Paradise. 
obviously yes. the theme song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a good one. And, and I think we've, you know, this, right. I think we could say this about the 1980s. It was, it was the decade in which we had these sort of jukebox musicals where mm-hmm. it wasn't a musical fit loose ultimately right. became a, a musical, you know, on Broadway, but, right. but at the time it already was a musical because they had so many vignettes or, or music videos built into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a new kind <laughs> of paradigm for musicals for our generation mm-hmm. that grew up on MTV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. that what, what it's actually called, but there's a thing in film when you have like the song and the montage of like to speed along the action. And it's mm-hmm. like one of those things like him learning to dance or mm-hmm. that was my, my, mm-hmm. my one film study class at Drew. I learned that. Is that right? <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't just called montage. It was called something else. Huh? It's, it's something. It's like the, the something part. Oh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have to look that up, but All right, Veronica, you're up. Okay. Oh boy. So, so many. Okay. Um, I have to go with a movie that I never saw in the eighties cause it was oh. a little too scary okay. for me Ooh. for whatever weird reason. Oh, I um, love well, it's, it is, but it isn't, um, mm-hmm. less than zero. Oh, scary oh. for that. Okay. Yep. Which I never I, saw that. I just watched it maybe a month ago Wow. and uh-huh. like with eyes, you know, mm. like peeled back wide open, like saucers. Oh Holy cow. I mean, yeah. cinematically wow. shot, you know, beautiful cinematography, incredible performances by all the characters. Mm-hmm. But when Blaine is on, not Blaine, I'm calling him Blaine from the other movie. Andrew oh. McCarthy. Oh, that's, that's Andrew McCarthy's character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors. <laughs> when Andrew McCarthy's character um, is on the plane and coming back home, they play a hazy shade of winter, the Bengals right. cover. Oh, and okay. ag- again, that whole soundtrack, Rick Rubin, you know, was the, um, you know, put, put all the songs together for the soundtrack. He mm. produced that track for the Bengals. They kind of remade that Simon and Garfunkel classic, but this like really sort of rocking upbeat version of the song. That's a little bit dark and sort of mm-hmm. whimsical and eerie hazy mm-hmm. shade of winter. And he's like in this snowstorm in his college dorm. And then boom, he hits LA and it's like palm trees. And just this, the film has, right. you know, this consistent theme of the contrast, like everything right, looks right. great, shiny, but it's like really like ooh, dying. But kind of dissonant. So, yeah. yeah. Totally. Ooh. So, so that one gave, gave me the goosebumps when I heard that. Wow. But, um, hey, my next film, my next song from a movie that made the scene is, and again, I've tried to, I tried to, search my soul, maybe not as much as uh, you guys did, but and also try to think like, what, 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 maybe you wouldn't pick. Okay, so here you go. I picked a, a scene from the film Breakin' 1984. Oh, uh, <laughs> and this scene features uh, Michael Chambers, who was a guest on our show uh, sometime last year, I think it was. In the mm-hmm. scene, Michael's character is, uh, he works at a, you know, sort of a bodega, a grocery store in uh, like, you know, the LA area. And he's, t- he's told he's got to sweep the f- sweep, clean up outside. So he takes a broom and it wind he winds up turning it into this dance number that starts out, you know, sort of like a, you know, nouveau Fred Astaire in a sense, cause he's dancing with the broom, but it becomes almost magical by the end. I think the broom is even floating around, but he's <laughs> wow. an amazing dancer. You know, as we talked about on the show with him, he's, he taught Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. I mean, you know, this guy knows yeah. what he's talking about. Right, right. But, um, <laughs> the song they danced to at the time is Tour de France from uh, the German electronic band Kraftwerk. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It was released in, in 1983, it peaked at number 22 in the UK. 
it's notable for, and the group is notable for so many breakthroughs at the time, as far as the technology and techniques they use, they inspired a number of folks, including Sir Mix-a-Lot, who we talked to a little while ago, was one of the inspirations for his sound. Mm -hmm. um, but in this one, they actually sampled some voices and mechanical sounds that make it sound like a cyclist. It's called Tour de France, you know, but the, okay, yeah, yeah. that with the sort of electro, you know, uh, percussive pattern that they have create in that combination with his dance moves that just seem to fit perfectly with it. I mm -hmm. think elevate the scene. He could have danced to any number of songs, but there's something about that pairing that really, I think makes that scene uh, for it. I learned wow. in digging into this, that Kraftwerk, even though they let them use it for the movie, they didn't let them release it on the soundtrack. So they had somebody oh. do like a knockoff version. Uh, oh, and, interesting. And the band that did the knockoff, they called themselves 10 speed. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. To go along Good with enough. the theme. <laughs> so I did reach out to Michael to find out about Tour de France. And I realize I keep saying Tour de France, like a real American here. Uh, and I think I feel like I'm saying the first part, like Tour de France. Mm -hmm, Tour mm -hmm. de France. So I did reach out to Michael to ask him mm -hmm. if there was any other song. Was Tour de France always the song they plan on doing this scene to, you know, because ah. on set there could have been a different song or whatever. And he confirmed mm -hmm. that in fact, no, it always was Tour de France. And he wrote, hmm. uh, so I asked him whether or not uh, it was always the song he, he was going to dance to. And he said, yes, it was. I am African Creole American and Tour de France was an international track, which took my scene out of the hip hop street and helped match my loose off-Broadway cinema tribute to Fred Astaire's work. Which I was wow. about, as well as the pantomime lyrical like Francis Marcel Marceau. Mm -hmm. quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing I didn't mention. So I'm talking about Fred Astaire, sort of it's similar to something that Fred Astaire does, and then it sort of be becomes more modern what he does. But yeah, even the, the yeah. pantomime stuff. Oh my gosh. I love this. <laughs> yeah, and I think he I think when he was on a show, he talked about sort of how Marcel Marceau played a role in influencing mm -hmm. his style when he was, you know, coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you know. If you're a fan of Michael's, like we are, we're talking about Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers. He is going to be appearing live and in person at Street Beat Avenue Records in Moreno Valley, California on Saturday, February 12th. So just a few days from now, if you're listening to this when it came out, mm -hmm. from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, the local time there, of course. So that's Street Beat Avenue Records in Moreno Valley, California. You can follow Michael on Instagram uh, and find out more information. You could check out or go to Street Beat Avenue to find out more information there. You can meet him, get his autograph. Maybe he'll show you a couple of moves. You know, you can walk away being able to pop or, and or lock. I, yeah, I can't say I can do that very well. No. I really think I should brush up on that. Yes, well, there you go. And I had also, a different style. <laughs> hey, to your repertoire. You're ready, you know, large repertoire of dance moves. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, Michael's also selling some Boogaloo Shrimp merchandise. You can get that at Boogaloo Shrimp's shop. And that's what their name is on Instagram. You can follow them for more information. I've ordered my... I think it says street dancer shirt and has him sort of Michael's and sort of iconic pose. One of his poses there. Oh, wow. Anyway, there's t-shirts and a bunch of stuff over there. You should check that out too. Cool. I don't think I've seen that movie since the eighties. I'm going to yeah. have to, I'm going to have to check that one out. Do you guys remember the movie from the late seventies called Roller Boogie with Linda Blair? Yeah. I, and Boogie. Oh yeah. I yeah. love that movie. Yes. And it was her and the guy who was like an Olympic skater. Yeah. I think he was an ice skater and he did the, so if you've seen oh Roller Boogie, it's very similar <laughs> and it's similar in, in the, in that, um, the tone of it, you know, it's a lot of fun. The stakes mm. are high to the characters, but they're not high for us. It's just a sort of a joy to watch mm -hmm. sort of an underdog mm -hmm. story, you know, of these folks. So Roller Boogie and Breaking are similar in that same way. So if you like the one, you're going to love the other one uh, as All well. Right. Well, I saw that film in the theater as a kid. Roller Boogie? 
And I was one of those like wannabe, like, you know, the nine-year-old in the purple zip-up jumpsuit with yeah. a parrot on the back, roller skating at United Skates of America oh, yes. in Wayne, New Jersey. Right. Oh, wow. I would do too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was me. That was me. And I very specifically remember, of course, hearing, you know, the seminal Earth, Wind & Fire track, yep. Boogie Wonderland. Oh, oh yes. yes. Amazing. So anyway, Um, there are some songs, speaking of that, there are some songs I still hear on the radio that I can't disconnect from that feeling of skating, you know, Mm. or wanting to skate. Mm. (laughs) We have a little skate rink in our town here that uh, when the kids, when my daughter has a birthday, friends has a birthday party there, I go, I get skates. Yeah. You know, I bring my my, uh, inline skates and go there. I'm the only Mm. parent adult skating with the kids, but (laughs) hey, like you said, I feel five or 12 or whatever. Same. Same. I always invite myself along when anybody goes ice skating or any oh, kind of skating. Yes. I'm like, can I come? Oh, I love ice skating. Yeah. That's so cool. fun. So fun. Oh, yeah, so- what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> Sing yeah. it. Sing it. <laughs> Beats believe. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're there. We're there. Yeah. All right. My third choice. Shocker again. Has Another dance dancing. movie? Another dance movie. Oh, okay. Let's see. Dirty let's dancing. See. Oh, you beat it to it. All right. Uh-huh. I know. Again, there's a lot of choices. Key. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. You know, I didn't say my criteria. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm not sure I had a very clear criteria, but I just like what, what popped into my head and, um, what had, um, like an emotional, what did I have an emotional response to what brought the feels on? Mm-hmm. And they also just sort of had to do with dancing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, dirty dancing is from 1987 and, um, it's the, I've had the time of my life song there at the oh, end when they yeah. get to, uh, perform, uh, you know, in front of everybody. It's just I, like, especially when, um, the part where Patrick Swayze, he, he jumps off the stage and then he's in front of all these other people collected in the back who are just kind of dancing along. And then they all come forward, you know, they're all doing these things in unison and, oh, I just, I love that. Um, I have to say though, there was another song from there that, um, I did not pick, because I was just thinking, well, I'm going to pick songs that were popular in the 80s. But the Hey Baby song, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called, right? It's yep. like from the 50s or 60s. I also love that scene as well, uh, where, you know, she's on her journey <laughs> into right. figuring out balance. And mm-hmm. uh, but, but this one, this one is Trump's, Trump's the other one for me. Yeah, that, that yeah. I, I actually was thinking of that one, too. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's also a good mix. Like we said before, between, you know, having the new song and then Mm -hmm. the the vintage stuff together. Yes. Yes. Another great use of that. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, B. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to, I have, I have so. Yeah. Let me. You're agonizing. Well, since we're on a dancing, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Since we're on a dancing uh, trip. Um, so you don't have to do that for me. Okay. No, but that was part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well now, now, now that right. You are. So I'll, I'll bring this one up. Separate lives, white (gasps) Mm. nights. Yes. Mm. If you, if you haven't seen the movie with Mikhail Baryshnikov and Isabella Rossellini and (laughs) Gregory Hines. Mm -hmm. So again, Mm -hmm. you know, checking out YouTube videos yesterday, (laughs) that opening (laughs) dance scene Mm. that uh, have you seen the film you have to have i haven't seen it since the 80s myself yeah Yeah. right so i've seen it wait did you see it well yeah in the 80s i saw it i don't think i've seen it since yeah anyway the dancing in the film is just incredible it like it Mm -hmm. makes me just so uh 
you know, aware of how badly I dance. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you, but when you, it make, and it, because it makes you appreciate so, yeah. you know, so much, um, you know, two of the, you know, greatest dancers of all time, you know, right. dancing so together. Visually, of course, yes. You know, but, but you love to dance, right? You know, oh, I love, of course feel I do. good. Dancing, of course I do. So I do. That's all that matters. I do. I do. No, no, for sure. For sure. Um, but um, Phil Collins sort of cornered the market with some of those 80s <laughs> songs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'll just do an, an in tandem here. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously there's, you know, White Knights, you know, Separate mm-hmm. Lives, um, mm-hmm. but then also Against All Odds. Yes. That scene, which mm-hmm. I know we, we talked about a little bit, um, but that scene at the end where it's, you know, the credits roll and, you know, her character is just emoting and then they freeze on her. I mean, it gives me the chills every time when they play that theme song Ooh, against all of yeah. us. So, um, which was another film from the eighties that I didn't watch until this month, which I'm really glad because oh. it was, it was a little, yeah, mm, it's a stiff brew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. Okay. Some of these films yeah. you're mentioning were, they're more adults. I mean, even the uh, white Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing it as a kid and, and probably yeah. why I haven't seen it again is because when I saw it then I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah. But my parents were watching it on VHS or something, you know, or Betamax. Yeah. And I was like, heavy oh, I'll stuff. stick around. Yeah. Right. Heavy, heavy stuff. I think I saw the ones that I've mentioned because of the dance connection. Like I, you know, knew I had a friend through dance class who saw it and then, mm-hmm. you know, we, we would go see it together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, how yeah. can you just let me walk away? Turn around and whatever. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This slit me. <laughs> I, I had that, you know, I DJed, folks are sick of hearing about this, I'm sure, but I DJed, you know, since I was 14 or 13 years old, I started my own DJ business. So I DJed throughout the 1980s and it was whenever that song came out, it was like 85 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I had it on 45. I might still have it actually on 45 Ooh, white nights. Yeah. And I had like a picture, like the, maybe it was like the poster sort of on the sleeve of the 45 and people mm-hmm. wanted to hear it. It was one of the slow dances that folks would want to dance mm-hmm. to, you know, and against mm-hmm. the lodge too, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually the, um, wait, what did we just say? Um, the white night song is with separate uh, lives, separate lives. Yeah. yeah. Marilyn Martin does that with him. As yes. A duet, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. Phil Collins, Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny Loggins. I mean, these Mm -hmm. guys sort of just dominated the hit songs that were in films Mm -hmm. Uh, in in addition to just having hit songs. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, Okay. So next up for me is Neutron Dance. Okay. Here we go. I should probably set the scene for it. All right. I told you all 1984 films. This is from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Uh, this song was also, and it's it's this it's the scene where uh, you know where he is uh, Axel Foley is you know he's undercover, pretend, he's mm-hmm. wanting to buy this uh, truck full of cigarettes, trying to sort of you know uh, it's like a sting operation. I think he's gone rogue though. He's on his own. I don't think the I don't think his uh, captain <laughs> knows about this right because it becomes an issue. Right. But uh, ultimately, the bad guys take off with him in the back of the truck that he's trying to you know foil this uh, crime. And a neutron dance kicks in and it really just, it, it, look, it, again, it could be any any song and it would be a chase scene. That's fine. But there's something mm-hmm. about the combination of this music. I, for me, they're, ev- they're forever fused. Uh, and there's something about the lightness of it and the energy mm-hmm. of it that is compatible and uh, with the film sort of tone overall, which is mm-hmm. this combination of adventure and comedy mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. makes it sing. And uh, speaking of that, the song was written by Allie Willis, who I mentioned earlier. Mm. Oh, she wrote something. What was it? I don't remember now. 
Um, but she also wrote it with Danny Cimbello, oh. who's the brother of Michael Cimbello, who, who wrote uh, Maniac. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. okay. It's all connected. Yeah. All connected. Um, we should do a shared universe uh, movie <laughs> soundtrack songs? quiz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. According to Willis, the song was written in hopes of being on the soundtrack for Streets of Fire, which is very different. Ultimately, was went to the Pointer Sisters, who, who, who uh, recorded it for their album uh, Breakout, and was uh, in, uh, featured in the film. Um, Willis again describing the experience of witnessing uh, her composition featured in the film described it as mind-boggling, and she goes on to talk about how the way they edited it, certain lines of the song corresponded with moments in the action, oh, and I never caught wow. this. But she points out that on the line, "Someone stole my brand new Chevrolet." The Uh-oh. truck that Eddie Murphy is <laughs> hanging on to for dear life crashes into a Chevrolet. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> um, she says when they sing, I'm just burning doing the neutron dance, uh, you see a car explode. I've never caught any of this. Uh, now I'm going to rewatch that just for that. But um, the originally the, uh, the uh, producers of the film wanted, they, they were disinclined to use this, this uh, Neutron Dance and instead asked Richard Perry to create a similarly styled song instead to score this uh, sequence. But Perry demurred, according to Wikipedia here, opining that Neutron Dance was a quote, one in a million song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Created a one in a million scene. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I know you said we're not talking about, you know, the people who score the films or that, but you have to mention, if you're going to do Beverly Hills Cop, you have to mention Harold Faltermeyer. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I mean, absolutely. When you, we, right? you first said this to me, that was the first thing that leapt to my mind when you had this idea for this episode. I was like, oh, that. Yeah. But then, yeah. Which, which we should say, that became a radio hit. Yes. So maybe that's even mm-hmm. kind of gets in there. Mm-hmm. There, there are very few songs that are instrumentals that become hits, but you know, mm-hmm. that the Miami vice the mm-hmm. theme, you know, yeah. all those things, but anyway, mm-hmm. so. And, ha- and ha- Harold Faltermeyer is a guy who you don't realize how many things he contributed to in the 1980s. Sure. He wrote that. He wrote Fletch and some, mm-hmm. we did get a chance to speak to Harold. Very nice guy. Oh, and a lot nice. of the things were similar, which is ultimately why he said he stopped writing for movies in the eighties. Cause they kept wanting him to do Axel F over and over again. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yes. he wrote the theme for Top Gun. And he co-wrote, uh, you know, what was it? I think Danger Zone, you know, for Kenny Loggins. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's another guy who's sort of forever, sort of, uh, you know, he's inseparable from the, the songs and films in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And Giorgio mm-hmm. Moroder, you could throw him in there too, mm-hmm. his uh, mentor. I, I forgot yeah. to mention Giorgio Moroder. He, um, yeah. he was um, part of What a Feeling, Flashdance. Not surprising. He, um, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He, helped write that. he wrote that's a bunch right. of hit songs that you wouldn't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the 1980s. All right, Kat, you got mm-hmm. something else for us to? Yeah, I sort of do. <laughs> well, <Okay>. I, have, <laughs> I have I have two. I'm having trouble choosing between, so maybe I'll sneak them both in. Yep. But um, uh, I'm having a hard time choosing. Well, we already talked about White Nights. The scene where they dance together in the studio is not a song that was popular in any way that I can remember. It's called Prove Me Wrong mm-hmm. by um, David Peck. Peck, what did I write there? <laughs> um, I don't remember that. It's, um, if you look up the, uh, what, you know, look, look up on YouTube, the scene, uh, you put in white Knights dance scene. Yeah. Okay. I kind of remember the scene. Up. I don't remember the song. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's only, it's kind of movie specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think this song charted at number 95, <laughs> if I, okay. if I read correctly. Um, so it wasn't a popular song at all, but it is 
the song that they dance to when they do the, I'll call it iconic dance scene with, um, with the, oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. Um, with the two of them. Mm. And, um, but it's not, it's not, the song is not popular anywhere else, but that scene, I just love it. Yeah. I just love, love the two of them, uh, working together there. Um, and the other one I'm having trouble choosing between is, uh, say anything in your eyes mm. <laughs> with Peter oh, Gabriel, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can't leave that off <laughs> mm. and of any list of, uh, iconic songs that Ugh. help make a scene. Yeah. So yeah, that, I forgot to write down when that came out, but that was later, right? 89. Uh, yeah. 89, late, I think. Yeah. Okay. Late 80s. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, yep. Yeah. Totally forgot about that one. That's Man. all good. Yeah. That's, Man. All, all that's okay. I'm here to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about, I like about that say anything thing was too, first mm -hmm. of all, I love that song. Peter Gabriel. Oh, I think yeah. I was a fan of the song before it was in the film. I'm pretty sure okay. we had that right. Um, mm -hmm. It's so subtle, like in a sense, mm -hmm. the gesture is huge emotionally, but all he's oh doing gosh. is holding a radio. I mean, mm -hmm. and letting mm -hmm. it speak for him. I don't know. There's something so simple about it that I feel like in mm -hmm. a film today, like they, it would be something grander, you know, that would sort of, I don't know, mm -hmm. weaken it overall, you know? Yeah. I feel like the boom box, it's like a symbol of his heart. <laughs> oh yeah. He's putting, and he's putting it out there. Oh God. Can like, I, yes. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Here. yeah. Oh, oh good, yeah. <laughs> So that gives me the chills. I think that's actually the better choice. I mean, I love that dancing scene, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> Say anything. They're both is good. My, uh... Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm glad you got both of those in there. Yeah. Actually, you know, that scene where he's holding up the boombox has been mm -hmm. sort of um, parodied or there's, there have been nods to it in other like more mm -hmm. recent, like sure. young teen kind of films. Mm -hmm. So it, mm -hmm. it definitely stood mm -hmm. the test of time. So yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> well, Oh, I right. the pressure. Oh gosh. Well, I'm just going to, you just want to rattle off a list too. And also, yeah, there, there are <laughs> lots, but more than one. You had to get a few. Sure. We got time. Well, Go for it. I'm just, I'm just going to just name the film, okay. which to me had okay. the greatest soundtrack. I saw it in a theater when it came out. Hmm. Purple rain. Oh, okay, oh, of course. Every sure. single song and <laughs> in every single scene. I mean, yeah, it was that, just yeah. incredible, incredible mm -hmm, album. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you think of the story, you think of the story. But how cool is it to see Prince, you know, <laughs> and just, you know, expressing himself that way through, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. script and drama and the whole thing. So, um, but mm -hmm. if I had to pick one song from the scene. Mm -hmm. Which one? It's purple rain. It's the oh, ending. Yeah. It's the, it's <laughs> the ending mm -hmm. and the, the mm -hmm. arms are mm -hmm. going and, you know, and mm -hmm. he's just mm -hmm. like, this is for my father or whatever he says. Oh. So it's just like, you know, wow. I mean, just pretty. And then he plays the song that the girls in his band start to write and like, just the, all the things come together. And mm. what, what a cool way to write a soundtrack yourself and make a movie and have yes. every scene be up, you know, and yeah. you know, the more staying the time is in it, you know, they perform. I just, I can go on and on and on about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So super cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. It's amazing how much he did. I mean, yeah, you like you pointed out, he was, uh, he was doing everything. I think he did the mm -hmm. catering. I mean, we're maybe shy of the catering. <laughs> <laughs> Costume design. Yeah. And, and Kat, I think you would like that one because, you know, the dancing. Prince. Oh, I mean, yes. pr pr yeah. Prince knows oh, how to yeah. move. Oh, he does. Yeah. 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 He's an energetic uh, guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Great songs, everybody. Wow. And look, we mm -hmm. look like, like V pointed out, there's so many. She's got a list there. She, we, look, 
we'll, we'll, be, we'll have her back. We'll probably talk about. I want to see this we'll list. I want to see. <laughs> well, maybe you could just let us know. We could post it somewhere or something. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to point out. So, like I said, a bunch of folks commented on what their suggestions were. And some of them were ones that mm-hmm. came up, but I wanted to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy, and this is the, so you got a few from the '80s Ruled Group, our our network sponsor. Uh, against all odds. He wrote, take a look at me now. I'm just every opportunity for me to sing poorly. Uh, Scott writes, uh, Spring Break, which is a lesser known film from the early 1980s, 38 special caught up in you. Oh. Um, and actually, hmm. uh, Spring Break was a mm-hmm. movie that was like a sex comedy romp sort of, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. very 80s-ish. Um, it was mm-hmm. directed by Sean Cunningham, though, who's best known for creating Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th film. So, oh. kind of <laughs> um, Rosie writes, Somebody's Baby. Uh, from Fast Times at Richmond. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, really oh, Jackson yeah. Brown. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. gonna. Yeah. Oh, that scene. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, we mm-hmm. got. We got a lot of folks posted lists, so I'm just gonna pick a couple here. <laughs> Let's see, John. I'm, I'm not to, alone. I'll try I'm not to find, alone. And they back You're up most of the company. Many of them back up ones we've said, so I'll try to find ones that. Uh, we didn't hear. Oh, John uh, Henderson writes "Living in America" from Rocky Four. I love that yes. song, and that's a great scene. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. On the wings of love. <laughs> from Officer and a Gentleman. I'm sorry, Veronica. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> it's your facial expression when you sing. Oh, I don't want to know. I didn't see myself. I don't want to know. It's like the actor. Try not to look at myself. Okay. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, Lucy writes, "This must be the place in Wall Street." Oh, I don't remember that. Hmm. Um, let's see. Hmm. Bart Arnold writes, um, danger zone from top gun. Of course that's, uh, we talked mm-hmm. about that. We just said that about, uh, let's see if there's <laughs> yeah. anything else in here. Power of love from back to the future that, you know, for me, uh, we've talked, I've talked about this for me. That's a significant moment in the film that mm-hmm. makes sort of the talk tells mm-hmm. the story right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Lynn Wright's flashes theme from flash Gordon. Yeah. Queen. Oh. That's another great soundtrack. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And that queen did it. I mean, come on. Well, they, Queen would later do another soundtrack for the Highlander, but the Flash. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Glenn has. There's no stopping us from breaking. That was the one I was talking about earlier. Let's see. Nice. Uh, Scott Chom writes. Uh, oh, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Raiders theme. Okay. Well, you're we talking about how he didn't get the assignment. <laughs> no. <laughs> but look again. Yeah, if we could do a whole thing on those, and that's true. Uh, Kathy writes. Uh, let's see. Shake it up, baby. Uh, that's Twist and Shout. She's talking about from Ferris Bueller, probably. Oh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Cry Ooh, Little Sister. I almost had this one on my list from The Lost Boys. Cry oh. Little Sister. Thou shalt not fear. <gasps> oh, yeah. I don't, I'm going to talk that up. Spooky. Jackie. What's the one from Ferris Bueller? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like <laughs> Mellow Yellow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the guy who wrote that, like, that's the only song they did. And he's like a billionaire now because he invested yeah. the money. I'm serious, <laughs> serious. He invested the money from that. Wow. And just for like 40 years now, it's so yeah. smart. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Jackie writes Crazy for You by Madonna. <gasps> Vision. Oh, it's on, it's, on, it's on V's list. It's on my list. <laughs> it's on my list. Oh, <laughs> Which is, I don't know if that's Madonna's first appearance in a film. It might be, but it's, it's kind of neat because she's singing it there herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a club, you see Madonna. Yeah, uh, exactly. Vision Quest. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rick writes. Uh, Rick Parker writes. Moving in stereo. Fast times. That's the famous scene where she gets mm-hmm. out of the pool and takes off her top. Where um, Jud- mm-hmm. Judge uh, Reinhold. Reinhold is a fantas- yes. fantasizing matter. Um, John Myers <laughs> wrote a lot, including in your eyes. Um, let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. I can get this here. I've been loving you too long, Otis Redding. Heaven help us. He's got a lot here. The theme from Chariots of Fire. Evangelist. Mm-hmm. That's. 
that's another one that was a, you know, like a top 40 yeah. hit, but it was right. a, really a score. Mm-hmm. Um, I Melt With You from Valley Girl. Of course. No. Oh, oh mm-hmm. another good choice from Footloose. Holding Out for a Hero, Bonnie Tyler. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tyler. I mean, mm-hmm. look, they, there's, people wrote a lot of them. There's lists. It's like Veronica's list. There's tons. All right, that's, that's that. Okay. There's a song that I feel like should be mm-hmm. a very important song yep. in some movie that needs to be made. Okay. I don't know what the movie is, or it could be plunked, in, plunked into an 80s movie, no doubt. Okay. That's by uh, Queen V. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your favorite one. Cry for a Minute. Oh, and I thought when you were I one. Okay. heard, oh, mm. I want to hear what you were thinking. But when I first heard that song, mm. I... I, it transported me somewhere, I don't know where, but yeah. into a movie scene. <laughs> oh. And I felt like, wow, that this song could support a, a very highly emotional scene. I feel like yeah. it would um, be a representative of some kind of, you know, crisis, like a moment in a movie where, you know, something transformational mm-hmm. needs to happen or <laughs> like something really big is happening. I Like a rainy street at night, I don't know. <laughs> but I can, I can just picture it in a movie or well, hear it in a movie. I guess. Thank I you. Say it. Oh, you're welcome. That's, that's very sweet. It, so it actually has been used in a couple TV shows. Oh, um, no. like dramatic oh, scenes. Yes. Yeah. I think there's an episode of charmed. No okay. way. That's amazing. And wow. maybe the Melrose place reboot. I'd have to look up again, mm. but, but yeah, it's, it's been used a few times, but Hey, it's available for, for life. An excellent if, choice. If anybody would right. like to, uh, I am like curious, curious about that. Like, how does it work? Is it just, you hope for supervisor finds a music supervisor on a show or film finds your song. Cause they're, they're, I guess they're yeah. tasked with having this sort of deep knowledge of different music or does someone advocate from your publisher or someone to say, Hey, we've got this out. This track would be great. in some project. Do you have kind an idea of, how that works? Yeah, it's, it's, it can be both. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times it's either, you know, somebody, um, championing the song and mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, um, get, it placed. Sometimes mm-hmm. though, it's um, just about being in the right place at the right time and a personal relationship, you know, mm-hmm. where somebody says, Hey, you know, Oh, I like that. Can I use that? So mm-hmm. it, it's funny. It's, it's, there's almost no rhyme or reason in my experience okay. for my yeah. music, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, the whole reason why I wanted to do this thing, this little exercise and, you know, songs that made the scene yeah. mm-hmm. is exactly what you said, Kat, because when I wrote cry for a minute, I was literally mm-hmm. thinking about something oh. going on in my life and wow. the scene. So, wow. so it all, it, all it hangs together. Across. It hangs <laughs> oh, wow. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I share something with you guys? Yep. Please do. I have a new song coming out oh, yeah. next month, mm-hmm. Technicolor, mm-hmm. February 25th. Yeah. Again, yeah. songwriting process, exactly the same. I thought mm-hmm. about this one scene, this one thing, and there's an animated video. Oh, yes. I oh. saw a blip for that yesterday. I, I, I yes. pre-signed up for it. Yes. So <laughs> in that sense, I had already written the song and then went to the animator and said, mm-hmm. will you create something around this? And mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. That's, oh, that's really wonderful. Fun. Yeah. yeah, very oh exciting. Gosh. Is the little drawing you shared, is that like your sort of so avatar cool. in the story? That I can't say too much. Okay. All right. That That is one of the characters. Yes. Okay. One of the avatars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll look mm-hmm. forward to that. You certainly, Thanks. you know, we'll, we'll share it and uh, when it's out so we can get folks. Yes. Together. Thank you. Yay. Um, Yay. <laughs> okay. Hey, our show is brought to you by, uh, let's see, a number of folks, including our mm. Secret of My Success. That's a movie too that's got that uh, mellow yeah. yellow song mm-hmm. in there. 
Mm-hmm. Secret of my success level Patreon supporters, John Henderson, Craig Coletta, Bart Arnold, John Kaminsky, and John Reddick. And please go to patreon.com slash 1980s now so you can stay in tune with our awesome guests that we have, like today's guest, Queen V. Slash Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. We look forward to your next challenge for us to, to, uh, you know, participate in for 1980s, Mm -hmm. testing our knowledge. Sweet. Okay. Hey, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. See ya. Bye. Bye.